I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. No sheep were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course, Devil stopped. I do like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be a show prep? This could be a while. Cafe Smash! Bad Burning Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk with cheese! We had gum with cheese. Now I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. Only you can see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah, uh, yes, welcome to episode 144 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And we made it to sunday which Barely. technically if you count it out we we successfully completed last week because saturday is normally considered the last day of the week right. and sunday is the start so we survived it right so yay for us <laughs> i think maybe sure i don't know uh, words there are there really aren't any like good words like in- encapsulate exactly what we experienced last week other than all the th- stuff we're about ready to spew into your ear holes here yeah <laughs> about well, you know but there's like no good like way to just like wrap it all up in a nice little tidy package with a bow right but let's let's start with since we've s- spoken to you last yes because we did the recording last saturday night correct and what happened on Sunday, dear? So, just to, to sum it all up, and then we'll go into details. Since our last time of talking to you, we have since... The kids and I have since survived a rollover auto accident. Yes. Which ter- totaled a car. Mm-hmm. Which is a first for me. I've never totaled a vehicle before. Yeah. I mean, I've had other people hit me that have totaled their cars, mm-hmm. but I have never actually totaled a car before that I own. Um, and then... Our daughter went missing for about two and a half hours-ish. Um, and what else is, you know, uh, yeah. Now, th- those are the two, like, major <laughs> Oh, that <laughs> was enough. Like, yeah. That was, was enough for that me. That was more than enough, yeah. So, no, on Sunday, I went, we, we had a snowstorm, ice storm. A freak, like, yeah, it came out of event. the blue, and it really only impacted our area, uh-huh. and our very immediate area, and uh, it was very short-lived by the afternoon, it, or by the evening it was gone. Right. Um, so, I, I was actually doing my due diligence. I contacted my ex, said, hey, look, 
I don't want to be trying to traverse these roads after dark when it's going to freeze over and possibly ice up. Um, it's a lot more dangerous that way. So let's go ahead and, and the snow hadn't been sticking yet. It had just started to snow. I'm like, let's go ahead and meet like now and uh, we'll do the swap and I'll bring him back home. Yada, 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 yada. She agrees. She's like, I need a couple minutes to get the baby down for a nap and then I'll be on my way. I'm like, all right. So it took about 25, 30 minutes to do that. And then she notified me that she was hitting the road. So I hit the road too because it takes us about the same amount of time to mm-hmm. get from our, our respective locations to where we meet with Ezra or meet to drop off or swap Ezra and got up there. No, no problems with that. Swapped, you know, swapped the whole thing on the way back, grabbing some lunch. Cause he hadn't eaten yet. And he was eating on the way back down. Everything was kosher. Um, I turn up onto his one, onto this one road here that we can, you can get to our house. And then I uh, went to make a left-hand turn onto another street. And some of the streets we have here in St. Helens, they, they drop into the neighborhoods. So the first two to three properties well, are Well, in this case, grade. the reason it's below grade is because of the bridge for the creek. Right. It's, it's basically built up from the bridge that's over the creek up the next couple of houses. It's Their yards are kind of with a retaining wall and, yeah. and you know. Yeah, so they um so but there's a, there are other areas in this area where it doesn't kind of like you dip into the into the neighborhood, um and so when I I had stopped to make the left hand turn I started going again I maybe between five to ten miles an hour so it wasn't very fast thankfully because it could have been a lot worse, um but as soon as I started making the corner the approach making the turn and I kind of sloped down the hill a little bit it just broke loose and the traction control was trying to gain I mean it was not doing anything and I saw what was happening we were heading right for the retaining wall and we were going to go over it and so at that point in time I had basically a split second decision to make of which end of this do I want to go over <laughs> it was a, like the worst game of you know choose a door <laughs> that you could ever think of it's like do you want option a fuck the vehicle up or option b fuck the vehicle up a little less harder you know <laughs> so i chose option b and the best way i've been able to describe it so far is that basically i, I kind of went back to my skateboarding roots and figured as long as i can grind the wall if i can make it all the way to the bottom that'd be great but if not at least i'll get as far down as possible before i tip into the hole and that's exactly what happened we we landed on it kind of slid down probably six feet seven feet before the weight just kind of took us over and we went onto the nose and flipped onto the roof of the car um i will say though uh toyotas make a fine fucking vehicle because it wasn't like i've seen some cars where like they get these little accidents and like every fucking airbag and sensor thing went goes off in the car and just beats the shit out of you from all angles and on this one it was just the side curtain airbags that went out because it was it detected it was a rollover and everything went good from that um and we came out of it with minor bumps bruises and abrasions and the worst injury was ezra broke the bone in the tip of his thumb because the way he was holding onto the door when we went over mm-hmm. um, but otherwise i've got a seatbelt abrasion scar or scratch on my left shoulder and temperance completely unscathed other than her psyche yeah um and then trent a little piece of glass like nicked him on the head so he had a little cut above his uh we had a bruise too i think something i think something flew at him like yeah if the airbag popped a piece of glass toward his head like but it was a bruise around it too yeah but 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 it was one of the you know it it could have been any number of things i had all my sample stuff with me that i take to customers in the back because this was my company car yeah yay for that so i gotta make that little fun phone call um so yeah so that so we um so first phone call I had to make was to you because you're the one closest to the scene. So so everybody's fine. So don't panic. But, <laughs> and I'm like, that makes me panic. <laughs> but when you get here, the car is going to be upside down. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, but you, you took it fairly. Like, I was like, you know, I was expecting like a, 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 a what, what, what? Like a freak out. You're just like, okay, 
I'll be right there. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a whole stream of expletives or whatever that came out after that. Well, but... you missed the part. I locked my keys in the house that I was doing open house at. Uh... And I had to get the key. Not not the house key. So I could get back in. Right. But I didn't have my car key. Like, I would have just left it. Right. Except I didn't have my fucking car key. Right. So then I had to get back in the house. Like, it was just. This yeah. whole process. Yeah. And uh, it was. It, I was panicked, but not. I was in that calm panic that, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to do everything the way it's supposed to be done, and then I will get there, and then I will, you know, yep. so. Well, and that's where I was at, too. It was it, it was the one, this is the one, like, major, like, I've had little mini emergencies when I was a kid before, but this was the one, like, major fucking event where all that harping, yelling, and other stuff my dad did on me when I was younger about, you know, you, you have time to freak out when the emergency is over. You don't freak out during the emergency. It all kicked in because as soon as I realized the car was done rolling and we weren't moving anymore, I, I immediately cut the engine or I turned the ignition off. I, I, I couldn't tell that car. You could never tell if it was running or not. Mm-hmm. So I just I shut the engine off just in case there was still a fuel pump and I didn't want to have fire or anything like that. And then, of course, I had the kids just like, ah, they're all screaming around me. Um, and Ezra was like doing the Peter Griffin. Oh. So I knew he was hurt in some way, shape, or form, but I couldn't tell like what what I'm like, and he wasn't really. He's like my hand hurts. That's all he could really get out. Um, uh, Tempe was just like we're upside down, we're upside down, we're upside down. She was repeating like the obvious over. So I think that's what she's gonna do in a panic is it's just gonna be a repeat of the obvious <laughs> situation like over and over and over again, and then Trent's like ah daddy why and, and he was just like I, I couldn't quite tell what he was saying but it was a bunch of different like he just was trying to process why are we hanging upside down in this car so i released myself from the seatbelt and landed uh, appropriately with a thud on the roof um and then kind of turned around and i grabbed both the younger kids hands and i said hey guys i need you to listen to me very carefully now that this is very very important that you listen to daddy if you don't ever listen to me ever again in your lives this is the one time you have to do it and they were both like sucked it up and said okay i said we're gonna get you out of the car but we're going to have to crawl out and it might seem scary, but I need you guys to be big and just do this for me. And when we get out, we'll be completely safe. And they're like, okay. And by that time, the, where I landed, it was in front of this lady's front yard. Um, and she had just gotten home from work. So she saw the whole thing happen. So she came running over. And when I got the window rolled down slash up, depending on which way you want to reference it, um, She's like, okay, are you guys all okay? I'm like, yeah, we're fine. I think we might have some cuts and whatnot. I don't think we have any major injuries, but I got to fish the kids out. I'm going to send them out first before I come out. And she's like, okay, I've got my car here. It's already warmed up. We'll just put the coats on them and take them straight to the car. I said, perfect. So she, Temperance went out first because it was her window that I got to roll. Um, and I got her out. Then I said, okay, Trent, here I come. I'm going to get you. So I unhooked him from the, uh, the, the his car seat and dropped him out and slid him out the window um, and gave him his coat. And then I was like, okay, Ezra, I need you to brace yourself because if you fall, you're going to injure both of us because you know, you're you're a big dude. And, and so he kind of wedged himself. So when I let, let, let loose the belt, it didn't like kill us both. Um, then he dropped out and I got him to shimmy out. And then, uh, then I came out and that's when I was able to make the call. And I actually had to do it from his phone because I couldn't find mine. Mine had just like, ding, it went, I mean, you'll realize just how much crap you have in your car when it gets all tossed around like uh, one of those lottery ball machines, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty intense. So, um, by that, by the time I, uh, by the time I was crawling out of the car and went to stood, stand up, the, uh, first cop had arrived on scene and she made the call back to get the medics out there and get everybody else to kind of check everybody out. And then I made the call to you and the call to work to let them know what was going on and all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, then from there it was, we had to get the, uh, car flipped back over and recovered and dropped off at my, at our driveway so that I could, cause our, our insurance company, they're only open during the, like the, uh, 
it's a, it's a weird company corporate policy thing, and you have to contact them on the, during the weekdays. And so I had to wait till they were open. So we just dropped it in the driveway here, um, called put a tarp over it so that I wouldn't get any more damage to it than it already was. Um, and then uh, I called the company when went in Monday. I called all my appointments. I had two or three appointments scheduled that day. I said, "Hey, look, I know this is a super bummer, but I think my bummer is a little bit bigger. <laughs> um, can you please work with me?" So actually, those appointments are rescheduled for tomorrow. Now I'm yeah. doing both those tomorrow. Um, and so then I had to go and do all the paperwork for, uh, call the insurance company, file the claim, do the claim, uh, get the DMV paperwork filled out for the accident crash report, had to just all that stuff. Then we take Ezra down to the, um, cause we realized we weren't sure at the time of when he first jam. it looked like it might've been a jam or a sprained thumb, but it wasn't, but the second day it was looking like it might be broken. So we took him down to the on local. This, on Monday morning, there were purple spots on the front. Yeah. Which normally And indicates, I'm like, oh, yep. He broke it. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty sure. So we went down to the local, that emergency room is just so much better than yeah. every other emergency room. They come right into the room to do the x-ray. Right. Um, well, we've it, talked about it before. It's yeah. the best children's hospital around, yeah. Randall. So, um, and they come back. He's like, no surprise. It's broken. And we were like, okay. So on Friday, I took him in to, um, have it splinted. Mm-hmm. He, we thought he was going to have a cast, but the doctor said to cast it, she'd have to have him have like, like it'd have to stick out another like two inches past his thumb. Right. And she'd have to do his whole hand. And like, yeah, she's like, and it was a clean enough break that it would be able to set back up on its own. Right. Because so it was she, just the tip of the tip bone. Yep. So, so literally it was just the tip. Literally just the tip. Not in a good way though. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh, he gets to wear like this little plastic splint thing on it for four weeks and it should be fine. Yeah. Um, and he has the biggest... Uh, scratch. He had a giant scratch on his leg above his knee too. Yeah, but that's he had a, some up. wedge between his leg and the door that caused that because there was no way that scratch would have been. I think it might have been his book, like grazing yeah. him. I don't know what it was. I just know that it sliced him pretty good. So yeah. So, but all things considered, we. I mean, we walked away from the accident. Nobody was severely damaged, injured, whatever. I think Tempe had a concussion. Looking back on it, yeah, I think she, she had a minor concussion. Right. Because of how she, her memory loss. Yeah. Because she doesn't remember hardly anything about it. And, um, and the repeating, because the repeating thing kept, even without you there, it was just the same things over and over. And like, she'd forget that she'd already asked. Right. She was very concerned that Ezra had lost his backpack and yeah. he would get in trouble at school. Yeah. She was freaking out because uh, all of our stuff was still in the car minus one thing that had jettisoned out the back window. Um, thankfully, that thing went backwards because it was, it was, it's, it's like 75 pound piece of equipment that I was bringing to a, to go demo, mm-hmm. um, that had it come forward, it would have rocked our worlds pretty hard, but instead it launched out the back window and it's in a big Pelican protective case. So the mm-hmm. equipment itself was fine. It's just because all the protective stuff that it's in, it, it weighs quite a, it weighs a pretty decent amount. Right. Um, but yeah, so she didn't think we were going to be able to get our crap out of the car. Mm-hmm. So she was freaked out. He's going to get in so much trouble. He's not going to be able. To, he's not going to have his backpack for school. He's already got bad grades. He's not going to be able to turn his homework in. And she was just like going on, and she was so concerned for the fact that he might, you know, wreck his his uh, middle school career due to this one accident. It was it was cute and and sad all at the same time. Well, like I said though, it's because she kept repeating it. Yeah. Like, that, like she said the exact same thing. Like no matter how many times I reassured her, she kept saying the exact same right. thing again. Not like, no, mommy, you don't understand. But like, yeah. just like I'd never heard her the first time. So I, I think she was a little bit of a yeah. concussion. Yeah. 
but nothing that made the EMTs panic or anything. Right. So yeah, they checked us all out. They cleared us to go home, um, and everything was kosher there. So it was just like I said, it was the best possible outcome for the situation. And then it was it was when I went back and I had to explain everything to people at work because I had like of course everybody was super concerned. Are the kids okay? Is it, you know there was they're all like oh my god I heard you rolled the car everybody okay blah blah blah. Then there was like then the question of how the hell did you do that because like there was no snow in Portland it only right. snowed up here and so but I you know I had explained that had it been a normal street and that bitch been a sidewalk we would have slid bounced off the curb the car wouldn't have had any damage we would have been just fine um, but because it was. There was nowhere to go but over the hill. It was it was just not a because of the thing. combination of wrong time, wrong place, right? So and all that, so I could, which is what I was trying to avoid. And then the the weather shifted by the time that we normally would have done the drop off. It would have been fine. That it all had melted off and it would have been okay. So Murphy's Law came and kicked me square in the nuts. That that sucked. Um, so yeah, that was that was just no no fun. And then Agreed. uh, yeah, and so then. Fast forward to it was Wednesday, wasn't it? So Wednesday. Wednesday, you had traveled for work to Spokane. Spokane. You were on. You were getting on a plane at like three or something like that. A four something. Four something. Yeah. Um, I ended up with a chiropractor appointment all the way over in Beaverton, which is like a forty-five minute drive. Um, and because of the timing, I was like, "Well, the kids will be home alone for like an hour, but Ezra and Tempe alone for an hour is not a big deal." They've, We've had done to do it, it before. many, many times. Yeah. Not many, many, a handful. Right. Um. Well, when we got stuck in traffic, stuff when we like got that, stuck yeah. in traffic, or in like in a case like this where it's like, "Well, I really do need to see the chiropractor. This is the only available appointment time. It's not a big. I've got Trent with me. Right. Um. We don't generally leave them all three here alone. No. Because no. Because that would just. That would be like Lord of the Flies shit right there. Right. But Ezra's 12. He's legally allowed to babysit. And, um, you know, Tempe's a pretty decent human. So no mm-hmm. big. Um, so I'm off doing that. Um, we t- t- After the appointment, which took a little longer than normal, um, Trent, on the way home, Trent had to poop. <laughs> That's been his mo lately. I know. Like he waits to get in there. I'm not sure if it's the vibrations from the engine or what uh, yes, it is. I don't know. Like, it's like the hum of the car, like massages his colon into work, and he's like, "I gotta poop." We had stopped for like I was not in no great hurry to get home, and but then w- by the time I got in a hurry, then we had the poop a- incident, yeah. and so it was five o two, and I am literally on the highway, right headed home, and I answer the phone, and Ezra says. You forgot to you, come get me. You forgot to come get me again, didn't you? And I was just like super shitty about like, it. Like didn't even say hi, it's Ezra. And he was calling from a weird number. Right. You forgot to come get me again. And I'm like, what do you mean? Who is this? What are you talking <laughs> about? And he, he goes, It's Ezra. I'm at I'm at school. You need you forgot to come get me. I'm like, I didn't forget anything. You're not supposed to be at the school. Why are you at the school? Right. And you know, he has a club that he was meeting after school on Wednesdays every now and again, but they have a really west up schedule, west up, messed up, messed up schedule. And so he put it all on our digital calendars, our, you know. um, He was supposed to. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting to is it wasn't on the calendar. And I'm like, it wasn't on the calendar, Ezra. I wasn't aware you had a thing today. So I'm sorry that you're there, but it's going to be, I'm almost an hour away. And he goes, well, fine and he i i could hear he was getting frustrated and it's like 
I'm sorry, but I don't know what to what tell you. Are, you. Yeah. Um, and he go he goes, well, can't you call somebody? I'm like, I'll try, but nobody's home till five. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's home. Uh, so I I told him, you know, either me or and you know, uh, aunt or, or somebody will come get you, or I'll be there in about an hour and th- fifteen minutes because I have to swing by and pick up your sister who's now been alone for an hour and a half because it's dawning on me. And I'm like, and that's just not cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I hung up with him, I start to pan- panic while I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, she's been alone for an hour and a half. She's probably freaked out. Right. She she does just fine, but she doesn't like to be alone. It does right. scare her. And so I call, I texted my sister while I was calling my mom and I was calling um, some of the other people we know around here. And basically I called like five or six people and I couldn't get anybody that was available. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like darting for home. I mean, I'm speeding like hardcore and I'm, I'm really taking it to a new level. And uh, then my sister calls me back and she says, what's up? I said, are you, can you run to my house and pick up Tempe? Because she's been alone for a long time and I think she's probably scared and I just want to make sure she's okay and, you know, all that. And then uh, she says, sure, um, I'll go grab her and then I'm going to take my kids. There's a soccer thing at the high school. I'm like, okay, just go there. I know I shouldn't be panicking, but I'm panicking. I'm panicking big time and mm-hmm. she's probably fine. There's probably nothing wrong. And she she said, okay, you... Um, I'll call you back as soon as I get to your house. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I had talked to a couple other people and every, everybody was basically like, I can go in like half an hour, mm-hmm. but I can't go right now. Then Esther calls back and says, my teacher's going to give me a ride. And he was snotty about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, right now I'm really got bigger fish to fry. So whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, then Angela calls back. She's like, well, I don't want you to be worried, but she's not here. And I've knocked on the door and I've called for her and the door is locked and there's no lights on and I don't think she's been at the house. So then I am really panicked. I'm like, I'm going to go hang up with you and call the cops and just go knock on every door, find out if you can find her, everything you can do. Right. So she's, she was doing that while I was talking to the police. They sent people over immediately. Right. Um, I was so panicked I couldn't spell her name. Right. The 911 operator was like, well, how do you spell, what's her name? I said, her name's Tempe, but her name is Temperance, but we call her Tempe. And she goes, well, how do you spell Temperance? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she's like, well, why don't you think about that for a few minutes? I'm going to get on the line with the police and tell them what's going on. And they did the whole, like, what was she wearing? And it makes me start to panic even more. Like, mm-hmm. I get that they have to know certain things, but it just... Well, it makes you realize how much you don't process, like certain things don't stick to memory though either. Well, I know, like, I knew exactly what she was wearing. Yeah. Um, I was like, she's wearing a bright pink coat and yeah, uh, a Pikachu saying, thing. But, and... but thankfully, like I'm saying like uniform, like clothing wise. Right. Thankfully, they were uniforms. So that helps narrow it down Right, I'm like, bit. and her clothes, she's wearing a school uniform, a polo shirt and a skirt. And she, you know, she, and she goes, okay. And then she's like, how tall is she? And I'm like, <sighs> you know, because like, who? Who has that stuff memorized? Because it changes so often. Like mm-hmm. who who knows exactly how tall their kid is or how exactly how much they weigh at any given time? And I, it just made me like panic in every way. Um, so I finally got to the house and. Um, so can I pause you there for a yeah. second? So oh yeah, but in between this and getting to the house. Um, I get off the plane, turn my phone on, and ba-ding, ba-ding, and it just starts going fucking batshit insane. And finally, it rings and it's Ezra. I'm pick up the phone. What's going on? We're out looking for Tampa. We can't find her. And that's all he says. I'm right. Like, and 
I, so. I can understand why he did it, but I didn't ask anybody to call you because right. I didn't want you panicking and in my ear until I got here and right. figured out what was going on. And it honestly kind of rubbed me the it's something we haven't even had the chance to talk right. about is like, why was he taking his time out to call you who isn't here and helping? Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, right. continue. So, so I'm like, so that's all I said. So at first I'm like, I thought maybe like, you know, he had gotten home and you had already been somewhere with Tempe. I'm like, well, I'll call Jody and figure out where, you know, where she's at. She's probably just, they went somewhere to the store. Whatnot. He's like, no. And then, then after I do that, he's like, no, like nobody knows where she is. She's been missing for two hours. And then he kind of let, like, once again, as we're doing the whole, like, I'm going to give you the information like after the fact. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And so I, I'm like, well, you are, what are you guys doing right now? And he's like, well, I'm with the aunt. And, you know, he's like, with the aunt. I'm out, you know, doing the, uh, we're looking, we're knocking on doors, we're calling for her, we're going to go up to this place, we're going to go to this place. I said, okay. And I mentioned to him, I said, you guys should probably drive to the school. Like, go up towards the school. I'm willing to bet that if it's, if, if she's thinking the way I think she's thinking, she must have gotten to the house. You know, I said, well, first off, why wasn't she with you? And then he, that's when he let the whole yellow thing drop on me, too, that, that little club. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so you were gone after school when you weren't supposed to be. No, I was supposed to be. I'm like, no, no, no. Maybe your club was supposed to be there, but we didn't know about it. So as, as far as we're concerned, you were supposed to be home. And so that's a problem. But we'll handle that later. We, right now, it's the time to, to, to wax poetic and try to, you know, work right. this out. Um, I'm like, so, so why don't you guys head back towards the school? I'm willing to bet she's walking to the school trying to get a hold of you so you can call us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, and he, he acknowledged it, said like, okay, or whatever. I'm not sure if it was, he didn't relay the information or if she didn't, or the, you know, his aunt just didn't believe that's where she'd be and was doing her own thing. I'm not sure. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, it's all, ha- you know, it's all hindsight and happenstance. So I got off the phone. I called you back I, I just, and I just said, hey, I know you're busy. Or something along those lines. I hear she's missing. Update me when you can, kind of a thing. I've I've been keeping in communication with Ezra. Um, I'm already working. I said just so you know, I'm working on getting myself back to Portland. I'll be there as soon as I can. And I let you go because I knew that right then at that point in time, I was the last person you need to be hooked on the phone with because you had to deal with all the coordination of the cops and everything else. Right, because um, they were kept calling me back too. Right, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was very stressful. It was very stressful. And then on top of that, I was angry mm-hmm. because I, I'm of the opinion that if if you if nobody knows you're supposed to be there, then you're not supposed to be there. Like, right. It, it just it really grated on me that. But in his mind, we already knew about it. But that's my point. Right. How exactly. No, I, I, I'm not I'm not defending yeah. it. I'm not. And I, we're also but let me I, I want to pause you there for a second. We are in no way, shape or form pinning this or no. blaming this on Ezra. No, because we understand that mistakes happen and he's 12. Right. And everybody that there there are multiple failures in this equation here that cause this whole problem. Right. It It just hinges on this one. One minor fact that. Had we known this, we would have reacted differently and planned differently. The whole day would have been completely different. And it'd be one thing if we had like a calendar of the days. Right. But he threw it away. Right. Like, because he put it all in the calendar. So it doesn't need to be the paper one anymore. Except he only made it all the way through January and then stopped. Apparently. Yeah. No, he did. I I watched him do it because the the calendar he had at the time only had it through January. So just so you know, the one that he used to put all the dates in stopped after the Christmas break. It was like, it went like three days into January and stopped. I'm assuming they're supposed to be releasing another one. But I haven't seen it. See, um, at any rate, right? It it just 
it rocked my world to to find out that you know he wasn't here mm. and then we had we did i mean what we did we uh so back to the details of it you had called you were on your way I'm at the house. They're asking me where she would go. And I said the same thing. I said, she the only places she knows to go or how to get there, I guess I should right. say, would be the school, the grocery store just down the way, the park. And, and you know, yeah. like there's not very many places. And the only she, places she'd be comfortable going would be those couple of places right. too. Because uh, like she's she, very, very shy. Like I can't even imagine her going up and knocking on somebody's door and asking for help ever. Yeah. Um, which was kind of the problem. Like, if she had asked any one of the neighbors on the street, they would have helped her. But she's not, not comfortable asking anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, um, she had just headed back for the school, which is a good clip away and on a busy street in the dark, in the rain. Well, not just a busy street, but a busy rural street. There's no shoulder. Right. There's no sidewalk. Yeah. So, she's literally walking, like, the white line, basically. Yep. Um, and eventually, I guess, some uh, a lady and her high school high school student nephew um saw her and but tempe wouldn't get in their car and would didn't know a phone number to call and wouldn't go to their house and you know which is all good right. i mean except well, the, the not the, knowing the phone number right. but but it's good that she wouldn't get in strangers car and it's good that she wouldn't go to their house but they didn't know what else to do because she wouldn't do anything and they didn't want to leave her on the side they didn't want to leave her so they went and got her an extra coat and extra socks and whatnot and put that all on her and then the high school student was walking with her to the school and the how far they got changes every day depending on who's telling the story right but um best estimates are they got about halfway there yeah and it's about two and a half miles away yeah two and a half three miles something like that yeah they walked a pretty good long distance right um in the rain in the dark Mm -hmm. um so I'm going to pause you there again yeah. for a second. So after I get all this, so I, I, I get off the phone with you, let you know that I'm, I am aware of it and I'm making my way back to Portland and to let me know if you need anything or call me or whatever, um, but I'm not going to bother you because I know that you're you're busy handling the stuff you're trying to handle. Um, right at that time, I run into a coworker of mine who was on the same flight that I was on and he was like, yeah, so, um, you know, so-and-so is going to be uh, picking us up here and we're going to be heading over to this place. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's what I, and I kind of like muttered something. He's like, are you okay? I said, to be honest, no, I'm, I'm not. I said, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to freak out right now. I'm not going to panic, but my daughter is missing and I just got to get back to the, I, I've, I, I'm, I, that's all I can worry about right now. He goes, wait, wait, what? I said, my daughter's missing. She's been missing for at least two hours. Nobody knows where she is. The cops are getting involved at this very moment as we speak. Um, the least of my concerns is going to this event. No offense. He's like, no, 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 hold on. So he goes running over to the ticket counter and starts working with them. Well, I am, uh, right. Cause I was getting another call from Ezra at that point. And so I was letting him know what was going on. And I get back off the phone and I go walking over there and I walk up to the, uh, to the desk. I'm like, hey, look, I had a flight out tomorrow evening at this time. I said, I, I need your next available flight back to Portland. She's like, actually, it's the same exact flight you would have taken tomorrow. We'll just get you on it today. Let me see your ticket, please. So I gave her my, uh, and I used the uh, the uh, little pass on my iPhone. So I, mm-hmm. I just handed her that, my ID. She said, okay, yep, yeah, it's you. Hold on. She p- printed off a new ticket. She said, here's your boarding pass. Turn right back around. Go back to that security gate where you just were. Get up there. It'll take off this time. I'm like, okay, cool. I said, thank you to my coworker. I said, sorry, I will, uh, we'll talk later. And I went right back to security, um, got through the checkpoint, got in there. And then at that point it clicked on me that I didn't, I had, I had a hotel reservation that 
I should probably cancel. Now, in the grand scheme of things, one overnight stay, if I didn't pay for it, not the end of the fucking world in this particular scenario. But you're literally sitting doing nothing. Yeah, so I might, so I call the hotel, and I explain the whole thing. I said, hey, look, um, I had a reservation. I know there's a cancellation. Actually, I didn't say this part. I, just, I was, I was going to pay the cancellation fee or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know there, I had a reservation. I'm not going to make it. I just got the phone call that my daughter has gone missing in Portland where I live. I am literally sitting right here waiting for a flight right now to head back over there. So if you could just please cancel my reservation, I'd appreciate it. He's like, okay, I, I, he's like, I'm going to pass you over to the person that handles that, please. I'll get you to her as quickly as possible. I'm very sorry to hear about all this. And then he shot me over to um, somebody else in the uh, desk. She picks up the phone. He didn't relay the information about why I was canceling to her. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hi, how can I help you? I'm like, I've got, I've got to cancel. I'm heading back to Portland. I'm very sorry about this, you know, I'm like, but I'm not going to be able to make it. And I figure you guys could probably use the room for somebody else. She's like, okay, well, there is, you know, you, you did pay a deposit. And there is the, we, we do hold that if, you know, and she's getting ready to explain the whole cancellation, not in, you know, the 24 hour cancellation policy. And I hear some grumbling in the background. She goes, what? Oh, oh, oh. Um, never mind, sir. It's all been handled. We will <laughs> refund your card. You have a good day, and I hope it all works out for you. I said, I, I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for your help. <laughs> you have a wonderful night, and I hung up the phone. And then at that point, another coworker that I even realized was up there, she's one of our inside sales ladies. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, dude. I'm like, uh, what? What? This is very strange. Why are you here? <laughs> and so then she explains to me what, because she had flown up there for a day trip to go visit a vendor. I'm like, oh, okay. So... She's like, so, so I, um, she's like, I, I would ask how you're doing, but I think I already know because she had gotten, she had heard the whole thing too. Um, and so then that happens and I got a call from another coworker back here in Portland who was like, Hey, wh- what can I do to help you? How, how can I help with this? Cause he thought I had driven to Spokane and I was flying back down. So mm-hmm. that I was going to need to ride from the airport and whatnot. I said, no, actually I flew in for the evening. I'm flying right back. My car is at the parking lot. I'm good. If something comes up, I'll give you a call. I really appreciate the offer. But at this point in time, go home and see your kids and hug them. <laughs> you know, <kind> of <laughs> yeah. that, something like that. And, uh, he's like, all right, well, if you need anything, just let me know. I said, no problem. So I, we get back. So now at this point, I'm just, it, it literally is a waiting game. I've got an hour and 15 minutes and some change to wait before they start boarding this next flight. So I'm sitting there and I look at my coworker. I'm like, you know what? I said, I could really use some sort of a stiff adult beverage right now to kind of calm my nerves a bit. So I'm going to go over there to that tap room and I'm going to order a beer or something. And you're welcome to join me if you want. I'll buy you one, but I, I, that's where I'm going to be. So if you want somebody to chit chat with, let's go. And so we went in there and ended up eating dinner and having a, a drink. <clears throat> and then, uh, then as we're in there, they announced that all the computer systems went down and they weren't able to board any flights. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there just stewing like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go up there and flip out on the agent because it does no good because they're not able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like waiting, like watching what they're doing. And then all of a sudden they go, a horde of people storm the gates. And I'm looking at all of them. I'm like, maybe I should just walk over there and go, hey, you all think you're having a bad night right now? <laughs> Let me talk to you about a bad night. You've got a delayed flight. I've got a missing fucking child. Well, didn't you know she was found by then? Though? Well, no, this is this is right before that okay. happened because this all happened right before it was all said and done. So I'm just like, so then, the, so then the guy comes back on the thing. Perhaps you guys didn't understand me. My computer is offline. It is 2017. We don't do anything without our computers. I can't book you. I can't re- look up other flights. I can't reschedule flights. I can't look to see if I can't even tell if our planes are still in the air. I can't do anything because my terminal is offline. And it's a system-wide outage from what I'm being told from our IT group. There is literally nothing at this point in time that I can do to help you. I am very 
very sorry. And as soon as I have more information and or I can help you out, I will call you guys up here. But until then, sitting here, st- standing at this thing, yelling at us is not doing us any good. I just kind of like listen to the dude like, damn. <laughs> like, either you're really done with these people like today or you've had a bad day or this happens often enough that you just know what to say to get people to back the fuck off because the crowd kind of dispersed and sat back down so then i'm, I'm still kind of like, like like shit i'm not gonna be able to get back there to help out blah blah blah. then ding you you text me she's found i'm like oh sweet jesus so i'm like my first instinct was to call you and like rejoice i'm like nope she's still got shit to deal with so well they told me they had her right but they had to interview the people that had found her right. and do all this stuff and so I'm just literally just waiting there going, I'm so glad she's found, but can you please get her here now? Right. Um, so finally they got her delivered to us and she was crying and soaking wet right. and just everything you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got her in we got her warmed up. Everybody was here because my sister and her, her teenage son yep. were here and um, your mom showed up at that time, hadn't she or? Mom was not yet. Okay. I thought she had come no. Out. She had was not here yet. She hadn't made it yet. Okay. Um. Uh. Who else? Uh. Uh. The babysitter mm-hmm. and her husband mm-hmm. and um, and then once right after Tempe got back, uh, my dad, my stepmom showed up. Then my mom, and I think that was it. Yeah, but just like a full house, really, right. and the dogs going crazy. Right, and, um, but you know, all things considered, yeah, that's fine. Because... No, it was, <laughs> but I was just, I was yeah. overwhelmed already, right. and um, the... oh, and in amongst all this too, I had to call. I, I called my mom. I said, hey, I don't want you finding out about this on Facebook. Here's the deal. Here's what I know. Here's what's happening. Um. I, I said, and she's like, okay. And so she tells my dad, she's like, what do you want us to do? I said, right now, just stay put because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, by the time, I mean, I don't, I don't see what you drive. You guys do what you want kind of thing, but I think it would be best for you to stay put because driving an hour this direction in a panic this early on is not really going, going to be beneficial, I don't think, to the situation. Like, we're just all just going to be sitting there, you know, you'd be sitting there just chain smoking and, and whatnot. You can do that in the back porch kind of a thing. It's not that we don't want your help. It's just that <laughs> right. you stay safe at home. And we'll hopefully we get her safe at home, right. and we'll figure this out. Um, so yeah, and it it was a really hard, hard night. Um, and then, but once she was here, um, we got her. She was freezing, so I got her in a hot bath, right. and got her all cleaned up. And um, yeah, and having to call people and make sure everybody knew she was found and yep. everything was okay. And um, I got calls from everybody. Because I posted on Facebook and our Concerned Citizens Board right. about it right away because I just figured... Get her out there. Somebody, you know, if somebody had seen her. Because, I mean, once again, I was pretty sure that this was just a case of I came home. I couldn't get in the house. And, and she's a very stubborn... And she's very stubborn and very scared. And um, I guess she had stayed for a little while here on the porch right. out of the rain. But she said she was cold. Like, then why'd you go out in the rain? But okay. Um, but something had happened, some kind of noise, and it scared her. Yeah. Um, so she was cold and she was scared. And I knew she'd just go, she'd just try and go somewhere else. Right. I just wasn't sure what that place would be. Um, the, but then your parent brain. Once, it, yeah, you, once it engages. So the, the worry was that she asked the wrong person for help. 
or and you know got you know abducted or yeah you know honestly in my in my mind that didn't really we live in a decent enough community here that that really i mean the the possibility is always there right it wasn't the first Um, thought my first thought was actually that she would have gone would have been walking somewhere and gotten hit or run over and you know well my first thought was that if it was that knowing her and knowing the things that she likes to do as far as when she's playing outside, like whether she'd gone to the creek, trip, fell and hit her head and drown. Right. Or she likes to climb trees. So, I mean, there's, thankfully she was just trained to, to get back to her big brother to get some help, which was fine. Um, so not, yeah, but yeah, all these, the, the, the number, the, the types of thoughts and the things you think about that go through your head, like you're trying to play out the different scenarios. So you can kind of connect the dots. They're all things you don't ever want to think about your kid. Right. So uh, it was very scary. It was very awful in every way. So. Yeah. Was, and, and I was very glad when it was over. <laughs> so then we get on the flight. And I'm on the plane. I'm like, fuck yes, I am home free. The goddamn cargo door that holds the luggage in won't fucking close. And at this point, I'm about ready to stand up. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Let the fucking luggage fall out. I do give no shit. And I know they can't do that because there's, right. there's pressurization and whatnot. But I'm just, at this point, I'm just like, fly the motherfucker. I don't care if you have to fly it at 5,000 feet. 10, that's fine with me. Just fly the motherfucker home. And I'm just I'm sitting there like, I'm kind of getting antsy. And the guy next to me is like, you okay? I'm like, I'm having a bad night. I'll be fine. I'm, you don't have anything to worry about. And which probably didn't help him at all. But, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, but I'm trying not to. Like, I don't know if I make a scene in the plane. I'm going to get escorted <laughs> off and I'm really going to be up shit crick, right? So I'm just sitting there like, do, 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 this uh, so it took him like 25 minutes to get this stupid cargo door to freaking latch and I, I finally I heard somebody hit with a hammer and I or hit thumping on something with a hammer and then it latched up and it was good to go I'm like fuck that's the first thing I always try what was the last <laughs> thing you guys tried? Jesus you know um, and then they're like okay now we gotta get taken over and get de-iced because there was a big snowstorm up in Spokane um, and I'm like Ehh. so they rolls over the de-icing pad and I'm like okay wow that was actually kind of quick and then we sat. There was no de-ice. There was anywhere. I'm like, wait, so we're here to get de-ice, but there's no trucks. I'm not sure if they're going back to refill, if you guys are on a smoke break due to like union rules or what the fuck was going on. But then finally the de-icer gets out there and they de-ice the plane. Um, and that's like a 15-minute process. And then somehow we ended up like on Timbuktu terminal, so it took us forever to taxi out to the runway. That or everything was just t- seemed to take twice as long because of the Probably situation. Probably that a little bit. Um so, but it was like a good 45 minute, almost hour delay before the flight took off from when it was supposed to take off, but it still got in the air. Thankfully, that was my biggest thing is I did nothing else. You know, I don't want any mechanical issues. The last thing I wanted to hear was that. Yeah. So, uh, our flappity apps aren't working or whatever, you know, I'm like, Oh, here we go. But now that happened. So, um, got in the air and I said, and then at that point, at that point, I'm just like, let's just keep the plane flying. Let's keep it airborne. That would be awesome. And got landed in Portland. I texted you, let you know that I was, I landed and everything was good, and then I made my way back home as quickly as possible. Yep. Um, and got here, and then came in. She had, and Tempe had requested to fall asleep on my side of the bed. Oh, and I was every kind of sucker that night too. Yeah. Like she was like, "Can I just sleep in your bed?" I'm like, "Yes, you can." <laughs> so. Yeah, and so I got in there. And I saw her, and at that point it was it was like my first normal breath mm. from the point when all this happened. I'm like. Oh, so I kind of like let it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go put her in her bed now. And I picked her up and I threw her over my shoulder, and then I wept like a fucking baby <laughs> all the way from that door mm-hmm. to her bedroom, and just squeezed her as tight as I could, and uh, and gave her lots of loves, and got her to the bedroom, and said, "Hey, baby, you're home, you're safe, 
don't ever do that to us again. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. And she's like, I love you too, daddy. And she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, my, you don't apologize. Oh, just, she was so apologetic yeah. too. And yes, I know that she feels like. Right. Because she doesn't really apologize for yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got her into her bed and sat there and kind of stared at her for a couple minutes or what seemed like a couple minutes. I don't know how long it actually was. Um, closed the door, made sure everything was locked up and then came back and grabbed my towel. I'm like, I got to get in the shower. And it's kind of like I stood there in the water for a while just contemplating like everything mm-hmm. um, and came to bed and fell asleep and passed the fuck out because uh, it was just that let down after a mm-hmm. stressful thing. But once again, thanks to my dad for, you know, I didn't I didn't lose my shit in the thick of it. I just, I'm sure I probably sounded panicked when I was talking to certain people, but I wasn't like, you know, like the sky is falling, freaking out. Um, and so, you know, situation number two, and it just as possibly good as it could have, which, and then I got like, even, so even some of our listeners, mm-hmm. I'm getting a little emotional here, but, um, <laughs> contacted contacted me to make sure we were doing okay and asked if they could help and i'm like dude you're like you guys were across the country i mean thank you but <laughs> not not really I mean, but thank you i appreciate yeah. the the offer and and whatnot and one of them's like he's like i just you know i have a panic attack just fucking reading the post right now i'm like mm-hmm. trust me i understand um so no we uh, we really appreciate yeah. everybody who was supportive and i mean as silly as it sounds once once it was all over I had like this, like, everybody's going to think I'm some kind of shitty mom that like abandoned my kid. And it it wasn't that way at all. But the support that I received was was phenomenal, made it feel like I wasn't being, you know, well, um, it, it makes you so it puts a different perspective for me on some of those like when you hear like those missing kids cases or you hear these things where like you see those TV those documentaries on TV because the knee jerk reaction is always like how do you lose your kid? Well, yeah. let me explain to you how. I, yeah, I, I, I've got. I the, now know point A to point C right. how that happens. Right, it's um, actually a lot simpler than you would think it is, and yeah, fuck. <laughs> so, um, I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out to us, those who listen, and we've already said thank you to those who don't listen or might not listen or whatever. Um, I cannot put into words what that meant and how much it helped, even if you were not able to physically be here to help or whatever, just know that there was people out there looking out for us. And it was one of those times I had, I had tons of people like, you know, we're praying for you, this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I wasn't going to be like the dickhead, like, I don't, you know, cause no, it, no. it was their way of showing support and, right. and it's like solidarity, you know, and that, that's, that's fine by me. And that was kind of, you know, for as shitty as things are going in the world right now, it's still not that shitty. <laughs> like, you know. Well, and I was even a little nervous that the police were going to, like, want to open a case or right, something. Or, right, And they weren't. They were just supportive and great and, and kind and... um well, like the one dude knew us. We got frequent flyers with it. Miles, I know he, he was he, there at the car. Accident he was at the too. car accident too, and he's like, "Didn't I just see you guys on Sunday?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you did." It's been a pretty shitty week. <laughs> uh, <sighs> and you know, you could see the wheels spinning. Like, do I need to be concerned about these people? And then toward like you know, five minutes later, he's like, "No, no, I don't." I mean, he 
Yeah. If I were him, I would be like, what's going on in this family that they have a car accident and a missing kid in, within five days of each other? Right. Um, any well, normal... Thankfully, just he understood it's just been right. a real shitty week. But it, and I don't blame him for making sure, right. but he did. He he was mentally like, do I need to worry about what's going on here? And, you know, about five minutes later, you could see, like, he's like, no, this is just a shitty week. Um, yeah. And... and Never lost his calm or his politeness and all of that, but I, I, I pick up on things. <laughs> yeah. But um, everybody was really good, and they even came. The sheriff's department came after she had already been here for a while, and was like, you know, I was just checking in and making sure she got settled in okay, and if you had any questions about, and he he made sure to let me know how everything had, basically how they had found her right. and and all of that. So, and, and you know, there there are some people. Who I know that now that as as I've thought back across the week and whatnot that I didn't contact and let them know what was going on, um, and they're all people that I consider close personal friends, but I didn't necessarily reach out to them, and it's not, and I know some of them listen, so I'm I'm speaking to you guys directly. Um, the amount of data overload in one's brain when you're trying to process all of this is pretty intense. But then you get to a point where you statistically, at least I'll say I got to the point where I statistically said, okay, who's the most important people to contact? And this was not about where you guys stack up in my life as far as friendships or anything goes. It's whether or not you can actually get over here and make something happen. Yeah, because I had the same. Um, and so I had I had I had to nick people off the list as far as I don't have time to call you, I don't have time to call you, I don't have time to text you or message you or whatever. Um, I'm, I've got to hit these key people and make sure that these things are okay. Um, and then I knew also that I'd get most of it out here on the show too for those who hadn't heard yet. So um, yeah, so it's it's nothing. I just want to you know, and I don't think anybody anybody would take it personally, but I want to just kind of emphasize there was no. Per, you know, there was nothing personal about that. It was just literally a cold, as, as horrible as this might sound, it was a cold and calculated decision as far as what am I going to get the most bang for my buck for as far as finding my kid. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to, if you're not, you know, if you're not the stock that's going to be bringing me, you know, 100% dividends like right away, I'm not going to be able to use you right now. And yeah. and so it's not, it has, not, it had, you know, it, it just, that that is what it is. Well, and so. I had called and or texted and or messaged a bunch of people here locally and like for whatever reason it was it was the culmination of oh i wasn't even by my phone for this 20 minutes or whatever um or uh, one of my best friends was moving that day and i called her first and she said i can go but i can't go you know right the second and i didn't want to it was still when it was i don't know for sure if she's even missing right and and i'm like okay well that's fine and i don't want to you know yeah. And so, like, right after she got found, I got, like, 20 minutes. I'll come down and help find her. And it's like, it's good. Have we found her? Yeah. Um, but it was a it was a horrible day. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But it, it um, one thing it did for me, and not that I have ever faulted this in the past, but it, it definitely reaffirmed for me just how, what an awesome group of people I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and how great things are as far as from that perspective, because same thing, it was, there was no questioning, no animosity, just whatever you need, you do it. Well, you know, even if you need us to handle X, Y, and Z, as far as contacting customers or whatnot goes, you let us know, we'll handle, this will get taken care of. You just focus on what you got to do. Um, so I can't, I can't thank that group of people enough either because, uh, not all 
not everyone is lucky enough to work in a job like that where people right. genuinely people, care. People care, yeah. Yeah. And it's a shitty thing to have to think about, but it's it's the truth. There, there are people out there that don't really don't give two fucks. Um, so I'm thankful for that as well too. And and yeah, it's just uh it was it was nice to know that we've got the support network that we have that you sometimes don't even realize that you have, you know. Um, but also it it brought to light for us uh some things we're going to shift and adjust accordingly as far as as what we're going to do with the kids like one thing we found out was we have a, so we've we totally key component here we forgot to mention yeah we have a fucking lock box we have a key box on the side, on of, the the side of the house that, that four digit code it's got a set of every key you could possibly need to get into this place not that i should want to be should be broadcasting this per se <laughs> out there but um and they were both given the codes, and we drilled it into them ad nauseum at the beginning, beginning of the year. But ever since the beginning of the year, and and this is something I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out for it because right. he does it. Ezra likes to do it. He doesn't like Tempe to do it. He doesn't want to wait for her to do it. He 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 wants to be the one to do, do it. So over the last couple months, she has forgotten the code and she's forgotten how to do it. Yeah, because he always because so. he runs to the thing and does it instead. Yeah, um, which is a problem it's he's he's got a weird he's got control issues yeah so, um and on, on that one i just looked you weren't here for this we were i think we, i can't remember where I, was, I was in the car alone with him oh it was when i had to go back and take him to get his homework mm-hmm. um from school that he had forgot the very next day uh and so i just looked him over in the car i said so you so much as touch that lockbox again for the rest of this year when you guys get home from school and I find out about it, I'll snap every fucking finger you have. And he just kind of looked at me. I said, I'm that serious about it. I said, I wouldn't honestly snap your fingers, but that's how serious I am about this. Is that she, and I said, once again, I'm not blaming you. She, Her going missing was not your fault, but you need to understand you have culpability in this whole, we all have culpability between myself, Jody, this, we all have things that we have done that shouldn't have added up to this, but they did. Mm-hmm. So we all need to make adjustments and we all need to really look at ourselves and make sure we're doing everything we can to make sure this never fucking happens again. And for you, that means you don't let yourself in the door anymore. You can remind her if she forgets the code. You can help her remember it. You can help her You can help her remember how to do the dials and whatnot, but you, she does the physical work. She gets the keys out. She unlocks the door. She puts the keys back. She resets the lockbox. She needs to know how to do this because if she'd been able to do that, what would have happened was she would have walked in. She would not have been able to disable the alarm. It would have gone off. We would have gotten the alert. We would have been, okay, what's going on? We would have called you, figured all this out, but everybody would have been safe. So... Don't Worst you... case scenario, the police would have showed up and right. she would have said, my brother's supposed to be here, but he's not and I'm alone. And they would have called us and we would have solved the whole problem right then and there. Right, because we've got all because the alarm system has all the, they could have contacted the, the central office for the alarm system. Mm-hmm. They have all of our contact information yep. and they would have been able to reach out to it. So the whole thing could have been averted. And so I'm like, I, I really need you to understand this isn't your fault, but you played a role in this just as much as we all did Mm -hmm. and we all need to make sure we're aware of that and what we're going to do differently and then also i'm actually getting ready to print it off and laminate it this week um i'm printing off an emergency card for her basically so if all else fails temperance if you don't remember anything else i want you to remember to reach in your backpack and grab this card this card is vital it'll save your life it'll have every fucking thing you need to know about who you can call and contact who you can go to where you can do what you need to do and it'll give you step-by-step instructions so if you're panicked and you can't figure it out you can at least just read through this 
and go, okay, step one, I should do this. Step two, I should do this. And then also, if somebody comes and asks you for help, you can hand it to them and say, here's my, here's the people you can contact for me. And they'll contact them and then we'll figure it out and we'll work it out from there. I said, God forbid, I don't ever want you to be in this situation again. But if it happens, here's where we, we hear you do, don't forget this. If everything else fails, if all else fails and you forget everything else, don't forget this. And this stays in your bag at all times. And, you know, it just, this is the way it's got to be. So that's that's the next step. So now we've been, you and I have both been reevaluated, making little tweaks and changes throughout the week about how this procedure and that procedure and what can you do and da 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 um, And she knows, like, even when I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, if, you know, if I was in the house and I was scared, I would have just pushed the panic button on the alarm system. Like, yeah. exactly, that's fine. Um, that's not a big deal. But you didn't make it into the house in the first place, and that's the crux of the problem. So... Parent lesson learned. I guess we've lived up to the bad parenting podcast yeah. title, right? Um, so I didn't know it was something to aspire to, but okay. <laughs> well, that's what I've been telling people this week. I said, so here's what my week's been so far. I have got two different things that I can now check off my bucket list that I never fucking wanted. And I never really aspired to, but here they are. I have now successfully survived a vehicle rollover crash, and I've lost and then found my daughter, you know, or one of my kids for a fairly decent amount of time. Both of those sucked ass. They so really did. I don't want to do that again. But then on the flip side, I was talking with a customer of mine because since my Thursday opened up, I wasn't in Spokane. I had another issue, a tech support issue out here that I was working on. I was like, you know what? I'll just come on site. I'll help coach you guys through this because the uh, it, it was one of those ones where I had to. I, I was coordinating between my software packages that I that I support, and then they have to interface with this other piece of software. And I know that the problem was it was with the other piece of software. But the customer was trying to relay that message, and the support group was giving them some gruff about it. So I'm like, I'll just be on site. That way, if they have any questions, they can ask me. I'll come out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get there. By the time I made it on site, she's like, I think we just got it fixed. We're running the test right now. I'll let you know. But how's your week? I'm like, well, since you've asked. <laughs> I tell her the whole thing. She's like, oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> She's like, I, I'm so sorry. I'm just glad everything's okay. I'm like, yeah, me too. I said, but I said, here's the positive side. Every piece of equipment I have in my car with me, it still works. So now if somebody asks me, is this shit durable? I can look them in the eye and say, fuck, yes, it is, because, you know, it survived. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at the brighter side of the entire picture as far as that kind of stuff is concerned, because... What else are you going to do? I can't stress about the car. It's, it's, it's the insurance will cover it. That's what it's there for. I can't stress about, you know, um, any of that. I've just got, you know, the fact that she went missing, I've got to figure out how do we prevent it from happening again mm-hmm. um, for any of the kids. Right. Because um, this is, this is, it's all a learning curve. It's not about, it's not just about whether or not it happened once. It's about how can we keep it from not just happening to Tempe again, but now to Trent. Because, you know, it's it's just... Well, and it's one of those things that I what I look back and I realize, something I realized is that because of how things went with my divorce and, and living with my parents for a brief period of time, well, not a brief period of time, but for a period of time, um, when I was trying to get back on my feet and recover from all that, when Ezra was this age, 
I had a huge built-in support group because there was always somebody home and there was always, you know, up until, the, you know, right about, right, this is right about the age where we moved mm-hmm. out the first time. But, but through all those early years where all these things could have gone sideways, right? if I couldn't make it home, I could call somebody that I knew was going to be there and they would, yeah, we got this handled. So it never really happened with me with him because, uh, yeah, because we, I had that around me the whole entire time he was growing up for those formidable years. Right. But we even did it to him, though, when we first moved to St. Helens. Remember his first day of of school here, he got locked out of the house. He had the good sense to just stay there. Yeah. And he was older. Right. I mean, he was in fifth grade. Yeah. Um. So significantly yeah. older. Yeah. So he just sat down and read a book. Right. He, but he was cold. I remember. Because it, it yeah. was a it was a fall day and he was he was pretty cold. Yep, and that was because the damn battery went dead on the uh, garage door. The garage door opener. Yeah. So when the code that he was typing in wasn't working because it had it didn't have enough signal to transmit it to it, and that's when we got the uh, the keypad for the mm-hmm. the door lock. And yeah. So, but that that also one of the adjustments we've been looking at like, getting one of those ring deadbolts for quite some time now. That just shot to the top of my fucking list because that's got the little camera on it. If there's something goes wrong, the person can push a button. You get an alert in your phone. There, there she is. Why is she locked out of the house? Hit a button, unlock it. There you go. Get in there and then call her. What's going on? You know. Mm-hmm. So, that's gonna be a uh, money well spent. Uh, and yeah, so it's just now it's all about you know counting our blessings understanding how bad it could have been versus what it was and getting, like you said, putting up, trying to do what you can to prevent it from happening in the future because that's all we can do at this point. So that yep. was our week. Yes. So hopefully on we, top of just, you know, normal working and yeah. uh, tell you what going, when I was like, when I was going over there for that, that tax support issue, at first I was a little frazzled by it because I, that I had everything humming before I left. Like I, I tested that import. I can't count the number of times we loaded and unloaded and did all this stuff like uh, probably 30, 40 times. I'm that thorough when it comes to these things. Cause a lot of these times when I walk off site, I'm going to be nine hours away. Mm-hmm. I can't just come right back over. Right. Thankfully, this is a local customer. So when I got the call that it's not working, I'm like, and I was just like, was like I mean, not to the customer, to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. How is it? Because they, they said they called and the um, the other company and they made a switch in the software and that's when this problem started happening. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and then all this happened. I'm just walking there. I'm like, eh, we'll get it figured out. Not at the end of the world. I, you know, these guys are idiots probably, but hey, we'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> whatever they did, we'll fix. And like, it no longer was like, you know, like, as big of an, it put things into perspective. I bet. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to choke up and stress on this stupid support issue. We'll get it fixed. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. It does make everything seem not so big a deal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Everything else is kind of a cakewalk after that. So, but we, we capped it off with a good weekend. Mm-hmm. You, uh. Last night, I was a guest on the Coffin Joe cast. Thanks, yep, guys, again, for extending out the offer for me to come on the show. And I knew you were going to need us to be quiet, and we're not so good about that. So I decided to take the kids to Dave & Buster's for a night yeah, night out, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then tonight, today, I had an open house. Um, yep. And you decided to take the kids. They had requested specifically to go see Lego Batman. And that was a movie that I'm like, fuck yes, let's go watch it. I can get behind this. <laughs> so you took them to go see that. I'm kind of bummed I missed it, but it's it's a trade-off and that's right. fine. Um, maybe I'll take Ezra to go see it later. That was my thought too, is yeah. that you guys can always go watch it. Um, but, uh, and then this evening I helped Tempe. She's got it to do, she's, they're building Valentine's boxes for their Valentine's party. And she wants to do hers in Pokemon colors. Mm-hmm. So we've been 
paper macheing the heck out of a shoebox, or rather, I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So now yeah, that was a uh, yeah. So all in all, we ended quite well. Tomorrow's gonna be or next week's gonna be a good week. We've got stuff lined up, but it's all good stuff. So right. I've got like, you know we've got a. Uh, I got my, my coworkers, my the direct guy I work with internally is out, is out on vacation. So after Tuesday, I'll be uh, covering from my remote look at my remote desk here his work and whatnot. So I don't have to go anywhere this week. So uh, you know, got like one or two day trips planned, but nothing super serious. Right. So all in all, it'll be a, a pretty good week. It's Valentine's Day is coming up, so happy Valentine's Day to all the listeners. Yes. Uh, you know. If it is a thing that you celebrate, happy it. Yes, exactly. But we do have some listener feedback here. So, uh, first thing that we, um, uh, have, uh, an email from, uh, John in New Zealand. Uh, he, he was listening about our, when we were talking about the, the um, episode where we were talking about the, actually it was last episode, the cake. Yeah. And he said, kindy is kindergarten. Okay. Our kids do a kindergarten from ages three to four, then school from five on. So the, the, it looks like they do, they start kindergarten a lot earlier than we do, <laughs> obviously. Um, so that's that's what they, when they said kindy and that, re- that was what they were referencing. So thank you, John, for reaching out to us. It's always nice when we can have you like I, you guys explain things. Technical like, advisor, <laughs> right? Well, no, just just to, like you know our our New Zealand slash Australian advisors. Like yeah. when, when weird shit like cricket comes into play. Um, yeah, because cricket st- has come into play so many times. There's other things that I've listened not, to where it has. But I'm, that's my point, though. Yeah. Here, not so much. I. Yeah, I don't try to bring it up because I couldn't Oof. rightfully explain it with all those sticky wickets and maidens and whatnot. I just get lost. So, but we also have a voicemail from somebody actually we haven't heard from in a little, little bit, and I'm super happy that he uh, he called and left the voicemail. And Google changed how they did shit, and now it's not giving me the fucking oh you bitches. <laughs> they used to attach the. Uh, this could take a second, babe. Oh, vamp, do something. Great. Talk. I don't know what to talk about. Oh, good Lord. Uh, let's see here. Come on. Um, oh, wait. This might actually be easier than I thought it was. Okay. Oh, thank God. Cause Hold on. I don't know how to riff. I'm ready to kill the dogs. Can I yeah. talk about that? They're driving me nuts, man. I've been working from home. Rocket barks at every freaking noise on the planet. Any kind of noise. It could be a car driving by. It could be somebody closing their car door yep. a block away. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many customers, clients, vendors I have had to tell today. I'm sorry my dog is barking in the background. He's an erotic asshole. Like, it yeah. just. Well, <sighs> and we're, that's the next thing we have to do is we have to schedule him for a snip snip because Max was like, my old dog Max was like this too at this age when the hormones started flowing and there was all sorts of humping that needed to be done, but there was just nothing to hump. They get really testy. So it's time to get stop the testy by getting rid of the testes. <laughs> Little dad joke there. <laughs> but uh let's see um but i think i think I've got, out? I think i've got it figured out the voicemail should play so let's see what izzy had to say hey jody and justin this is izzy i'm at work working third shift loading up trailers and i was listening to your podcast and i feel for you when it comes to kids leaving stuff in the fridge or leaving stuff in the cabinet that uh that they're done with and that is empty. Uh, my boys have done that many times, and I still forgive them. Picking notes up. And uh, a great way to reduce carb, instead of potatoes, try uh, cauliflower. I know a lot of people are like, ooh, cauliflower? But if you um, put cauliflower in a food processor and chop it up, you can get to the consistency of rice. Uh, so you can trade that for rice. 
And uh, instead of chips, like potato chips, get pork rinds. So um, anyway, good luck with everything, guys. This uh, keto diet, I highly recommend it. It is tough. It is hard, especially if you have kids and they love carbs. Um, so my boys aren't as strict as we are, but uh, my oldest, my 17-year-old, definitely is uh, paid more attention to his diet. So I love you guys. Keep doing the podcast. Keep releasing some great content. And uh, take care of yourselves. Love you. Later! <laughs> I fucking love Izzy. He's like the patron saint of podcasting. <laughs> like, he's just cool with everything he calls in about and all the stuff, you know, all the different shows he calls into. And, and, uh, I, I hats off to him for that keto diet. I was looking it up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this keto diet. And I realized that I don't, I'm not going to say it's impossible because I don't want to admit defeat, but I'm really trying to, to work out how I can accomplish this while being on the road. And it, it, I mean, unless I'm sticking to like salads with absolutely nothing on them when I'm in a restaurant, there's really no other variety or options. So I'm trying to figure out like, because that's just going to get old quick if it's just a bland flavor of the salad kind of thing. So. I'll look and, uh, you know, I'm going to keep staring at it. And uh, leading into that, my ankle is finally back at it. I'm actually going to try to get on the treadmill tomorrow and run. Well, my back's been out, like hardcore out. And then I went and saw the chiropractor on Wednesday, as mentioned, and um, he put it back in. But it actually made things hurt more in a way because everything's trying to go back to where it shouldn't be. And, um, yeah, I haven't been able to run. I haven't been hardly able to walk. Uh, So... Hoping to get back on the treadmill soon. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna brace up my ankle the first couple times I go out just to be sure and be on the safe side. I think part of part of my I need to not be on the treadmill. I need to be outside because the treadmill makes me run funny. Huh. Yeah, no, me dropping the phone and almost you know stepping on yeah. it and then, then tripping and twisting my ankle that makes me run funny. That's yeah. what, where that came from. So. But uh, thank you so much, Izzy, for the voicemail, and uh, thank you, John, for the email. We love to hear from our listeners. Uh, I'll put the uh, the contact info at the end of the show. Um, we had a weird bump in in our listenership. I would and call that more of a meteoric <laughs> fucking. I just wanted to, jump. if you're new, uh, reach out and let us know what yes. where you heard of us. Like, if that was a thing that right. happened, or if it was, like, a computer virus. I don't know. Like, Skynet or something. Hey, if the Terminators are out there listening to this, just understand that <laughs> I, for one, will bow down to our robot overlords. <laughs> so, you know, nuke me last, please. Um, I just, I just, I, the mystery is hurting my brain, so Yeah, because we're talking, know. like, a, a, a... Not a kind of, sort of bump, like, like a meteoric... In the realm of, like, 100 to 150 times more downloads than we've ever received. Yeah. And verified. Like, I, I figured, yeah. like, because I, I had recently, within the last three weeks or so, made some changes to the server and, and switched to how the site was being hosted and whatnot, but it had been running steady for three weeks. So I'm like, maybe it was related to that. So I went through and I poured over the different logs and whatnot to make sure. And, you know, it's all legitimate traffic. And it's all from legitimate sources. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are new, welcome to the shit show. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we appreciate having you as listeners. And, yeah, you know, send us an email or, or call in and let us know how you found us. And and uh, Or use that fancy little voice recorder app on your cell phone. Then email that into us. We'll play it, too. Um, and, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Also, I want to do another shout out to Rock Salt Metalworks because he finished the piece for my dad. It looks fucking amazing. <laughs> and he's shipping it on Monday and I'm yeah. super excited. And now 
it's one of those it's one of those gifts where it's so cool that like you can't wait for the person's birthday yeah <laughs> like you're like can i just give it to you now can we like do this early and just give it to you now like where are we waiting well i'm i'm pretty famous for that so yeah so i'm actually I, in a way i'm gonna have to do that because i have his i think he has to work on his birthday so i'm gonna call and see if i can set up time before because he's been working yeah, a lot of weekends got it almost a no, month. No. But I, I found out that he's got a lot of uh, weekend moves coming up. Mm. So I need to call and kind of coordinate. When are you not moving houses so that I can, this weekend, we'll get together. You can come over. We'll make you dinner. Yada, yada, yada kind of a thing. But I got to get a hold of In fact, I should have talked to him about that yesterday, but I totally spaced it. So, um, all right. I think that's a... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yawning, I'm just I'm drained sorry. rehashing all of it. Like, that was, that was rough just to go over it again. <laughs> Dude, uh, I can't even. It, so. it sucked. It, yeah. It sucked even more to be. I I can understand where where you could make the argument that you. It sucked more being away where you couldn't do anything, but being here, I couldn't do anything either. I'm not. No, just, I'm not. No, wouldn't try to make that argument. Yeah, it just it, it sucked. It sucked. It just sucked. Yeah. It just. You feel sucked. there was that de- there was definitely a helpless feeling, but I I, I I I it was that that thought did cross my mind at first. I'm like you know, but you're no more helpless here than you are there because it's not like you're. Yes, no. No, because I got here and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And they're like, no, you're not. You're going to stay right here until yeah. we find her. Okay, and she comes back home. And right? I'm like, yeah. But I need to go look. Yeah, it was yep. weird. So if you have nothing else to add, then, babe. Nope. All right. Well, then, hopefully next week it'll be more positive <laughs> information as far as what our life updates have been. And there won't be any more um, uh, happenings. Is that funny little quick little last minute addition there? So I was talking with another coworker about this <laughs> when I came in to pick up the uh, different company car that I needed for that. And he's like, I heard about the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I said, it, uh, it was it was no fun. He's like, well, see, you've already wrecked a car. You've lost a kid. So you're just waiting for that third thing to happen. And then uh, you'll be good, right? And I just looked at him. And I said, you shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> I said, I thought you loved me. Well, fuck you, too. And he goes, and I can joke with this guy like that. He's one of those guys I can joke with like this. He just started laughing. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no. I would have said the exact same thing. So I get it. It's fine. Perfectly acceptable jab. But God damn you. <laughs> yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. Somebody else told me that. It always happens in threes. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And so you look at me and go, no. <laughs> How about this? Trump was number one. And these other two things were because of that. Can that be our, be our third? Can we say that? <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> Anyways. All right, babe. Yeah, nothing else to add? Nope. All right. Until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, or Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting. The good, the bad, and the smelly. It's out there now. Here it goes.